Hey guys, it's Liz. And this is Bree, and welcome to Brash Bookish Bitches, where we discuss the bookish community and its latest controversies. We'll cover all the hot book drops that are coming out this year, from your favorite indie authors, as well as review other traditional authors. We'll learn all the bookish lingo with you, and investigate the questions everyone's dying to know. How the hell do you write a book? We don't know. <laughs> so welcome to a sanctuary for brash bookish bitches. Every episode is. (laughs) Okay, everybody. This is Taylor from Taylor Text LLC, also at tay.r.rob on Instagram. She is one of our many bookish friends. And she's here to talk to us about her business and books. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Taylor also edited Hellfire, which was just released by Mario Pomroy. And Shattered Hearts, which will be out, I believe it's April 1st. Does that sound right it's, to you, Taylor? It is April okay. 1st. Shattered Hearts by Shay Ruby, which I just read this week, so we'll get into my thoughts on that. And her upcoming, her next book that'll be out that she's editing is Our Hollow Bones by Shelby. Is it Kron? Kron? Do you know how to pronounce it? I knew you were going to ask me this, and I was like, oh, no, I don't know how to say it because I've only ever messaged <laughs> with her or texted with her. Um, I think, I think right. you got it right. I think it's Kron, but... Sorry, yeah, that sounds right. right. Yeah. I've seen like in like I guess previews and things. I think I follow Shelby too. Um about this book. It looks really interesting. It looks really good. Yeah, it's the second book in her series. Um the first one is A Kingdom of Mischief and Memories. So you probably have seen it's like um mm. a rib cage and it's got like purple flowers in it and everything on the cover. It's very pretty. Nice. I just finished reading that last week so that I'm ready for this one. So I'm excited. What is that one about? Is it like Faye? So, yes. Oh, God, I'm going to do a terrible job of explaining this. It is um, about Faye, but there's a lot of other things going on there, too. There's, like, shifters, and there's, like, a whole unique magic system. Um, I was telling Shelby this, and she hadn't read them, so it didn't register probably as much as of a compliment as it felt like it was to me. But did you guys ever read the Tamara Pierce books growing up? No. What are Which ones are those? Um, they, like, she started writing in, like, the 90s, so they're kind of older fantasy, but they were, like, some of the first fantasy books that I read. Um, the one series that's really popular of hers is about a girl named Alana, who basically pulls a Mulan and, like, goes undercover as a guy to go, like, enroll in the army and stuff, and there's magic, and it's just, like, very medieval badass. Um, this kind of reminded me of that, like, the vibes and everything, it was, like, a very, um, very well thought out lore and like world building and everything um but it's yeah it's really i'm excited to read the second one because the first one ended on a cliffhanger um so i'm glad that i waited until i was about to edit the second one before reading it because otherwise i would have been like what the heck (laughs) yeah i you have me interested just by saying like shifters and (laughs) And because i love a good shifter read yeah Mm -hmm. i think like my first 
experience in online book reading. Like I had a Kindle when I was a kid, but obviously like most of the books were pre-selected by my mom or like I just went into the YA, there I go. Yeah. Um, but my first experience was with Wattpad. I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of <laughs> popular on Wattpad. <laughs> I never so got cool. Pad. <laughs> I got too into Wattpad. I never read, I've never read fan fiction. Oh, I know fan. that's like super yeah. popular, but I always got like kind of uncomfortable by it. Um, Times, although yeah. I did write when in like middle school because One Direction was really popular when I was in middle school. My friends and I wrote <laughs> One Direction fan fiction for each I other, like that. handwritten. But yeah. um, my first like expedition into Wattpad was totally 100% through like shifter romances, Amazing. and I was just like, yes give me and I think like a big part of it was probably just the sense of like family and community that comes out of those books because it's literally like a pack mentality mm -hmm. and so I don't know it probably points to trauma or something I wasn't gonna say it don't all our interests <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> just gonna sit here and sip my tea or my coffee rather Taylor on too because she recently started a business um I think so did you have this business going before you edited Betrayer of Blood or did it kind of like come out of that? No, so it kind of came out of that. Um, basically, Cass um, asked me to help beta read Bob and I got really into it. I was, I had never beta read something before and so I wasn't totally sure like what the expectations like were and weren't. Um, but after I was done doing it, she was like, you know, you just like edited my book, right? And I was like, was I not supposed to do that? <laughs> Yeah, I did a whole book report and sent her like all these ideas. I'm like, what if you move this here? And if you have this, do this. And then what about that? And can connect to here. And she's like, I just wanted to know if you liked it. Um, <laughs> and like, I love that. <laughs> yeah. And so I made a joke about it, too, because I've um, I also like helping people like write synopses. And so whenever um, any of my friends have been like, oh, I think I'm going to post like what my book is about on Instagram or whatever. I'm always like, yes, let's do it. Um, and then I made a joke about like, yes, this will be my, my, my new business or whatever. I'll just be writing synopses for people. And, uh, Mers and, uh, Cass were like, yeah, start <laughs> a business. Like, like, Wait, what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, no, yeah. like you, you should do that. And I was like, oh, hmm, maybe in the future. Clearly and then, you should. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I thought about, I have this terrible thing where it's like, if somebody tells me not to do something, I immediately have to do it. It is my toxic trait. Um, and so I was talking to my mom and I was like, yeah, I'm thinking about doing this or whatever. And she's like, well, you have a lot on your plate right now. So like that could be something good for in the future, but I wouldn't do it right now. And I was like, great. And immediately <laughs> purchased an LLC and created an entire website the same day. Oh my God. So uh, <laughs> if, if that's kind of your toxic trait, Taylor, just like don't send me an arc of your book when you're ready for that. I, I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> Liz don't do that at all no you're good at arcs right Liz? i am fantastic at arcs i can have Cass and mers and lyra on my vouch list right now i am a hype man because i will send you a video at like 3 a.m and i'll just be like what the fuck what the fuck why would you do that i will hype you to the moon <laughs> and like in my head yeah in my head i do a lot of like oh that's miss like editing but i'm always too afraid to and i use the word editing lightly as in like grammar mm -hmm. um but like i'm always too afraid to send that to someone because i don't know for some reason to me i'm like what if that's not that's like not what they're looking for obviously they have like somebody to do that for them it's, <laughs> like yeah, taylor it's, 
Yeah, it's always exactly. tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah, hard it's to know what those, to do. Exactly, and you don't want to be like, a, like I don't know. You don't want to come off like you're being like this is wrong, even if they're literally like, "Can you tell me what's wrong?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, I, know. I think it kind of makes it easier um, knowing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing because it's you know like you set the boundaries before, and I'm like, okay, you're literally paying me to do this, so I'm going to tell you what yeah. it is. But I do try to not be like a total dick about it. Obviously, I would never just be like, hey, yeah, my feedback here is this is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) See, and that would like absolutely crush my soul. (laughs) Yes. No, me too. And I'm like, I've been really lucky too that everybody I've worked with so far has obviously been like super talented, um, amazing storytellers and writers. So there's not been anything that I've thought that about. But also it's like, even if there's been things that I'm like, oh, this isn't quite landing or whatever, like there's always a way that you can mm-hmm. say it, that it doesn't come off like you're just being terribly mean because the whole point is that you want to make it better. And so constructive criticism, there still needs to be a constructive part to it. You don't want them to be like, oh, okay, great. My takeaway from this is that I'm going to burn it. <laughs> talk so much more about this, but like this is bringing up a question that I have, like just thinking about it, but like I had no intention of getting into talking about editing now, but here we go. Um, How do you balance your kind of like own personal bias when you're editing like your personal preferences your personal styles those kinds of things and then editing somebody else's book who has a different writing style maybe has different preferences different interests like that's difficult because like I find like beta reading sometimes I'm like Mm -hmm. how many books do I actually read that I'm loving everything that's going on with the plot right like I'm finding things that I'm like ooh, I hate that or I don't like this or like I don't like want to see where this is going, but I don't like the direction it's going. Right. Like beta reading is hard because sometimes that's or their style or whatever, you know, like how do you do that? Navigate that while editing. Yeah. It's, it's definitely one of those things that it it took me a bit because the whole point of editing somebody's work is obviously you want to maintain their voice. Um, You don't want it to just sound like you wrote it, But it is tricky when you have such different writing styles. It can kind of take me a little bit to get the hang of somebody's voice. And that's one of those things that I just try to be upfront about. And if there's something that I flag that I'm like, I'm not sure this is really coming off or like, I'm not sure what this means. Mm -hmm. I'm just upfront with that. Like Merz has a very like descriptive and lyrical writing style and I don't. And so I really enjoyed reading Hellfire, but there were definitely some sentences where I'm like, this is beautiful. What does it mean? (laughs) And had to like explicitly talk about stuff and then be like, okay, perfect. Now that I know that, I think you might want to reword this part here. (laughs) I just have to like cut in for two seconds because Taylor, you said that you don't have a lyrical writing style. Yeah. I think you definitely do (laughs) considering what we just read. Like I've talked about this before on the pod. I think a good book has a solid beat where Mm -hmm. it's like, there's a rhythm that you can follow and a tempo and it's almost like a dance. I get that with your book. So like, shut the fuck up. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) But it's different, right? Like, like, you probably get into like how we met and we will. But like on Discord the other day about this too, like about like having too many descriptions like in writing or like how do you narrow down the descriptions and like something I struggle with someday in the future when we work together, you'll see this. Um, (laughs) Like I get very descriptive and like sometimes it's great. Mm -hmm. It's part of my writing style. That's what I like to read. Therefore, that's what I write. But like a lot of people, it's not their style. They don't want to know all the details. And like that is like being a lover of like high fantasy too, because it's like huge. But I don't know. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think it's definitely a genre thing too. Like you said, if you're reading fantasy, definitely expect, or I expect that there's going to be a lot more details because those things you, like if you're reading contemporary, you can kind of fill in what you would expect to be in that world because you live in it, but that's not the case with fantasy. And so I expect to be told kind of what's, what's going on in the background and how like everything inter- interweaves and all that. Whereas I don't really need you to do that if your book is literally set in right now, <laughs> but it's yeah. context, right? Like exactly. you need context. Yeah. No, it's one of those things too, where it's, I yeah. also love description, but if it gets to the point, I think good rule of thumb that like what you're reading about happening, um, reading it takes way longer than it would actually take for that to happen in real life. Then you probably need to cut it some. Because especially if it's like a quick scene, like an action scene or anything, yeah, then you like, you don't want the person who's reading it to get to the end of the page or paragraph and be like, okay, now what was happening up here again? <laughs> like, you'd have to go back and figure out like where they were, um, which is one yeah. of those things that I have to tell myself too in writing a lot. And I just, uh, we don't need to get into this right now either, but editing and writing at the same time is such a bitch because I will be like editor brain working on somebody else's stuff. And then I'll go to write mine and be like, yeah, just tell yourself the story, like first draft, get it all out there. And then I'll be like, no, I know. what does this mean? Highlight. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, not right now. <laughs> not right now. But that's where I'm know, like, some stuff that's good description, but it doesn't fit there. I leave it because I'm like, I might be able to use that somewhere else later. But yeah, <laughs> I you should see the comments I leave to myself on my own do- on my own doc. Like if I put something in and I know I'm going to have to explain what it is later, I'll make a note to myself and be like, explain this motherfucker, like explain yourself. <laughs> or like yeah. when I go back and reread what I've written and a lot of people have pointed out this to me and I didn't realize I did it until someone pointed it out. I have so many sentences where it's like halfway through a descriptive sentence and then it just stops and I'm like moved on to the next thing. Like the <laughs> sentence is not finished. I finished yeah. it in my head, but like <laughs> I was so focused on getting the scene out yeah. that I just like cut off a sentence halfway through. And I'm like, and then people like, <sighs> oh my God. Yeah. I literally have that in my alpha doc. <laughs> that like it's the end of a chapter and it's like somebody's thought and it's like a really dramatic thought and I don't remember exactly what it is but it's like um the word was supposed to be about and it's just like a and then it's nothing and everyone that's read it has been like a what a what like (laughs) a what a boot right and I'm like well what do you think it is because if you have a better idea then I might do that instead like (laughs) I don't know yeah I don't know my sister said something while editing my book for me like just not she was like looking over it and she did kind of to my book what you did to Cass's. Like she went, she's like, um, I need to like stop myself because I'm like hardcore editing this right now. But like she'd say like things like this is great information for you to do- you to know, not necessarily what the reader needs to know or like show this. But she's like, it's awesome to do that in a first draft. You're going to have a ton of that in your first draft. And you can go through and cut out what isn't necessary for the scene, isn't necessary for the reader, but was really necessary for you as a writer to like write out and mm-hmm. see and like you know well I guess for you but exactly yeah the the amount of notes and everything that I have for people's work too that does not even go into their actual books is a little ridiculous but also so helpful because it's hard especially yes. in fantasy like which two out of the three books that I've worked on were I'm like, well, I can correct this when it comes to like my knowledge of grammar and everything, but like, I don't know if technically speaking, this is correct with your world building that you have going on because I don't know what this means or how that connects to this. So like, can you tell me so that then I know what I'm looking at here kind of thing. Back to your business. (laughs) 
um it's just chaotic chaotic here we're gonna go off it on so many chaotic. tangents but it's the way it is <laughs> um so i have looked at your website a couple times obviously because i'm also interested in using your services so um but when i was looking on there today it seems like you have kind of like three categories that you're like offering up for people can you kind of explain to us like what kind of services you're giving and like what people can expect to like receive from from you if they use them yeah. So basically, I've got synopsis writing, what I call comprehensive editing, and then copy editing or proofreading. So essentially, the lowest level or whatever you want to call it, the least labor intensive is synopsis writing. Um, I do still suggest having people send me their completed manuscript for that so that I can actually know what I'm writing about. Right. I can still help people write the synopsis if they send me a basis of like, this is what I have now. How would you reword it kind of thing? Um, but if you're like, yeah. I really have no fucking idea how to talk about this, send me the whole thing. <laughs> and that can be added on to other stuff too. So if you're like, yeah, I don't know how to edit or how to write the synopsis, then I'm like, yes. Um, comprehensive editing is basically just a combination of developmental editing, which is the more like plot character, like content focused edits in addition to doing copy editing slash proofreading. So it's kind of like an all encompass edit versus copy editing and proofreading is obviously just like, don't give me any feedback on the content, just make sure all my commas are in the right spots kind of thing. Cool. Well, I'm just like absorbing right now. I don't know about you guys, but Tay, you are <laughs> just like a delight to have. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> so true. It was just really, like, I'm sure people will be able to hear this in the podcast, but watching you get excited to talk about your business <laughs> and know like how much you genuinely enjoy it was adorable. Um, I'm a big hand talker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, same. Like, I don't know if I, I don't think I do it do that much are. on this podcast <laughs> oh, as yes, I'm talking do. with my hands while I say it. But yeah, I talk like 90% of my language is with my hands. That's why I loved learning sign language so much because it occupied my hands. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I like, hand I talker. do Zoom calls and stuff for work all day, every day during the week. And we usually don't go on camera, which is nice because then I can like be in my pajamas and everything. But I feel like people lose so much of what I'm saying as I'm waving my hand right now, too, because they're just getting the blank screen instead of me being like, and then if we go here and then if we walk over there and then if we do this and it's like that. <laughs> I'm like, I know it's hard. Well, Tay, what has been going on in your life this week? Let's do our weekly chaos and then we can really dive deep into all of our questions. Yeah, we've got lots of questions. Um, oh, <laughs> I think I have finally figured out how to listen to audiobooks, which sounds like something that is not an accomplishment. Uh, do tell. Do tell, because I can't. <laughs> like, congratulations. You learned how to listen, and it only took you, like, 30 years. Um, but, like, I love podcasts, obviously. But for some reason, audiobooks were so hard for me to, like, actually stay focused with. I would feel like I can't I rewind because I'd miss stuff, and I hated it. But I listened to an entire like 10 hour audiobook this weekend by I saw somebody's tip that if you do it in like 1.25 speed that it helps. And I didn't know you could actually change the speed, but it really did help me because it got rid of all the dramatic like pauses and stuff. And it gave my brain less time to like ping pong around into something else. So Ooh. once I got that, I've heard of people doing this, but I've always been afraid yeah. that like I won't be able to understand what people are saying. Yeah, no, it definitely made a big difference, books, but I can't do very much, but a little bit. Yeah, I'm, we'll see because this was just yeah. one. So I might say that now and the next week be like, I hate audiobooks. It was just that one. But <laughs> I'm hopeful because there's obviously so many more times that I could be listening to a book and I would actually be able to sit down and read it. So that would be a game changer. 
more time, more yeah. book time. Exactly. I feel like I find myself always reading a book and I'm also listening to a book. It depends on the circumstances I'm in. If I can read, I'll read. But if I'm like, but your book is awesome. Like I'm I thought you meant like, like simultaneously reading a book while listening to a different book at the same time. Oh. And I was like, I would explode. Osmosis, yeah. Skilled, but I'm not that skilled. <laughs> I was like, this is a whole new definition of, like, buddy reading. Buddy reading with yourself. (laughs) Oh, God, no. Oh, my God. Anything else happened to you this week, my dear? Um, Not book-related, but I volunteer on the weekends at a nature preserve to monitor their bluebird boxes, um, and it's nesting season. So if you guys have bird boxes, then check those out because we've got eggs going on here. And also, birds actually terrify me. Oh shoot! That's right. We talked about that. Well, anyway, I um, had a weird <laughs> moment yesterday where I checked the bluebirds. They're so cute. I tapped on the box in my yard and was like, "I know there's eggs in here. I want to check and see if they've hatched." And I like opened it, and the yeah. mom was in there on the nest. Like she didn't leave when I tapped on everything. So we had like a very awkward moment. Crazy. Just, like, looking at she's like, other. "Excuse me." Yes. And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry." And like closed it and walked away. It was like when you accidentally open the door on someone in the bathroom or something. I was <laughs> so Taylor. Are you like a Disney princess then? Is that what this means? Um, I yes, actually, that's that's the dream. Um, I did have I so right. I it adds up. One <laughs> land on me one time. That's like the <sighs> ultimate goal is that I just want them oh. to be able to like you know come be my friends and especially do my laundry. Um, I would stroke <laughs> out if one yeah. landed on me. You would just see me drop. Oh my god, <laughs> this is like yeah. <laughs> I have um, bird feeders in the yard and stuff, um, but at my old apartment, I like went out to to put more feed, more feed, more food out, and like one just like literally I love it. hand, and I was like, <laughs> "See, I don't mind like birds from a distance. I like when they come in to the little bird feeders, and you know they make their homes. And we've had like birds hatch at my mom's house, like in her plants before, mm-hmm. like in her hanging plant holders. I just don't want them to touch me. <laughs> like that's all." That's fair. We can respect each other from a distance. Like, birds are very pretty. Fair enough. They're very smart. Stay the fuck away. <laughs> you would make a terrible Disney princess, then. I'm just saying. I'll do any other woodland animal. Like, a you snake. You really want sure. to be a villain. You got it. So it adds up. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. No. You want to be the villain. I am entering <laughs> my villain era. <laughs> she thinks she is. <laughs> Give us your chaos, Liz. What's what's up with you? Sorry, I got distracted with falling in love with her. <laughs> Okay, so I finished my orientation at my new job this week. I had to do a week of days as part of my orientation. That was fucking awful, waking up at 5 a.m. Yeah, Would not suggest. Um, But the people were nice. I was super awkward per my status quo. Um, (laughs) Also, what came out this week was the new season of Call the Midwife, which has been out on the BBC for, like, I think a while. And the new season of Bridgerton. And I know people aren't happy with the new season of Bridgerton. Like, I know Emmy really likes the book that the season is based off of. And she says that the show doesn't follow the book. But, like, as a person who hasn't read the Bridgerton series, I'm, like, two episodes in and I love it. I haven't You're started the it. second season yet. I'm excited to watch it. But I was doing so many other things this week. And I was like, I don't feel like I can focus my full attention on this. And I'll be mad at myself if I miss something in Bridgerton. So... I I love um the Duchess or what's her name I just forgot it um like the uh Whistledown right Adam Whistledown no not Whistledown not Whistledown um the Duke's like is it his grandma yeah it's his grandma yeah yeah 
I love her. I love Penelope. And since I've been watching season two, I started re-listening to the unofficial Bridgerton musical. And it's just so good. I haven't watched the second season either because same, Taylor. I've been like, I need to like be able to binge it or f- focus on it, <laughs> like, yeah. you know. But I'm going I really liked the first season. Like, Liz, how does it compare to the first season? Like, is it? pretty similar like vibes and, you know so without this isn't like a spoiler because you find out yeah. within five minutes but this season focuses on eloise mm-hmm. and i'm super interested wait. what do you mean wait what do you mean i thought it was the about brother. anthony yeah so it also focuses on anthony but it's like the main female main character is eloise so it's focusing on eloise and anthony and it kind of flips back and forth between them i'm only two episodes in so i don't really know all that much but like obviously Eloise is now at the time for her time of social season Antony's been doing this for a while but to be a duke you have to be married he's been doing something um, for a while he's been doing some shit for a while <laughs> he's been doing a lot of <laughs> shit for a while that's why they needed to focus on too they were like everyone you guys have seen all of season one right <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay I am so happy to see Penelope again she if you thought she was saucy with her whistle down papers in the first season oh my gosh she's swinging some insults <laughs> in the second one I would just like because my mom my mother-in-law also loved the show so we were watching it together and then the baby woke up so we had to take a break but we would look at each other and it was just like <laughs> okay like all right she's <laughs> she's taking Sassy. shots today I love it yeah oh I have an update about my request for a cult episode as well. Plan and do. Most people are just saying, do all of the cults. I don't know if we should have that many cult episodes. um, Because cults don't like when they're called cults. Ways to know you're in a cult. (laughs) Yeah. Cult makes you mad. (laughs) I, but like, a lot of people were asking for religious cults. Or I think Scientology was the other one. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I'm moving fucking again. Again. That's my last thing. For the second time in like less than six months. And, you know, it's not enjoyable. I lived in the same house for 17 years. And then I moved an hour away to college and then lived there for a year. And then moved to Michigan and lived there for two years. So, like, I very rarely have moved. Mm-hmm. And I hate moving. It's the worst. Hate it. What about you, Bree? What have you been up to this week? Worked as usual which was good. Um, I joined a committee at work, which is as well. Um, What's the committee? Um, I am joining the Eat Sleep Console Committee, which is our like, approach to how we care for like babies who are withdrawing from drugs, like specifically opioids. So like- God, I it was to... like for the nurses. I was like, oh, that's so nice. Like mental health. No, not for <laughs> us, for the babies. <laughs> But instead, you just—we shouldn't laugh about babies withdrawing from drugs. Yeah, no, yeah. So it's like for babies that are withdrawing from opioids, and so I'll get like special training on that. So then I get to take those babies like as patients when we have them, which is nice. Won't go too far into that. Um, and that was I read Shattered Hearts this week, which I didn't realize Taylor that you had edited this book until you said it in the chat on Discord. Yeah. But yeah. You're like, yeah, let's let's not talk about something heavy like babies on opioids. Instead, let's shift to Shattered Hearts, which literally ruined my life. <laughs> let's move into Shattered Hearts. <laughs> I'm really, yeah. so I have this book pre-ordered and it yeah. comes out on April 1st. It's by, where did my phone go? 
by Shay oh. Ruby. Believe me, I know all the details. Yeah. I've been Thank bombing you. Shay this last week. Oh my god! But um, Shattered Hearts by Shay Ruby, and it. I should probably like find the synopsis and read it actually, but it's basically like about this like it's a toxic dark romance about this couple who both have their own demons and both have their own problematic shit going on like in their like toxic obsessive relationship with each other and it's so good such a good job of like making you have so much empathy and rooting for these characters but like at the same time you're like fucking screaming at them stop doing all the things they're doing not as much Hallie as much Zane for me but like still so difficult to read because the whole time you're just like no 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 well see now no, you no, have no, me no, worried no, no. that it ends with like a sad <laughs> ending because I haven't read the book and I'll be really I can't do sad endings I have to have my happy little ending there's a second one um, she's working on the sequel so yeah yeah that helped me get through the first one because I was like okay at the very least I know Maybe. <laughs> I don't know where she's going with it, but like the way she ends it worked in social work. I worked with addicts, like I worked with people with substance abuse. I've had I care about with this same issue. I've dated people very similar to the main character. I don't want to say the love of my life because that is not true. I thought that at the time. Yeah. At the time. Now. Um it are huge. Like definitely pay attention to them. Yes. But like for like a lot of this should have triggered me like down a spiral but it was more cathartic and more like wow this is some like unresolved trauma that i have not looked at is just like throwing it in your face but (laughs) yeah no i like i said the same thing because i'm not always like a toxic romance lover um and so i I love Shay. And so I was like, obviously, yes, I want to work with you. But I was prepared to be objective and to not be like, oh, my God, I love this book. Just because a lot of yep. the time when I read stuff like that, I end up getting annoyed and being like, I don't understand why we're still doing this. <laughs> I hate you and I hate you. Can't we just all agree to hate each other and move on? Um, yep. But she did a really good job, like you said, of making it so even when you hated what the characters were doing, you didn't actually hate them fully. And you're like, I yeah. understand, even though this would, I would be done with this. I understand why you're not. Yeah. And so I was never at any point like, this is so unrealistic. Why don't they just leave? I was like, oh God. <laughs> I, I, you feel it. It's one of those books where it's like, like you said, cathartic. So if you're like, yeah, I, I've just, I don't know, I've been feeling a lot of stress lately and I think I need a good cry. Like go read Shattered Hearts. <laughs> oh, read this yeah. book. It is a good cry. Yes. Also like, just also like, I used to work in domestic violence as well. So like, there's a bit of abuse in this book as well. Um, but what's interesting is that she does like a really good job of showing it like as these are still humans and humans make these mistakes in relationships. She d- portrays it in such a way that you understand why. Um, I don't, I don't typically lean towards toxic romance books just because like I think I kind of do what Tay does where I'm like, why, why the fuck are we still here? Like, <laughs> yes. clearly some things are not working out. Um, it just depends on like the level of toxicity, like if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I have certain limits, like so. I don't know. I'll have to see the read the book and kind of see if it's like really dark and twisty. I might not feel comfortable talking about it, but we'll see. We'll read it and then I might just scream at some characters, which is always fun. Yes. Yes. Well, if you 100% don't hundred percent scream at some characters. 
<laughs> yes. If you don't do an episode on it, I'm just going to bother you because I like, I'm like, I need to talk about it with everybody, especially other people that aren't like, yeah. this is my genre. Because I'm like, that's the thing where I feel like it's so great is if it's not usually your genre and it still hits you in a way that you're like, like, I'm totally going to reread it. I've already read it twice for editing and I'm like, I can't wait to reread this. So I'm like, I need to talk about <laughs> It'll it. It'll be a Tay takeover. <laughs> hard copy and be highlighting shit because Shay like I would get back to her because I need to like process my like thoughts on this book like it's one of my favorite books so that I've read in a while like I like don't usually use like try to like say oh this is like my favorite book I've read in a while whatever and like it's different too when it's like like she's a part of the discord too like she's kind of a part of like the community that we're in I don't know her as well but like I still feel like on a support I'll scream at a stranger. I don't give a shit. I'll be like, why'd you do this to me? (laughs) It cracked me in half in so many good ways. Do you know where it's going? Don't tell me, Taylor, but do you know where it's going? Yeah, a little bit. She told me something the other day in DMs and on Instagram, and I was like, what? (laughs) I'm like, that's that's where I'm like, I'm like, yes, professional relationship. I am I'm editing for you, but then I'm like, so like, what does this mean for this? Like, what are you thinking here? And then somebody will be like, yeah, this is what I'm projecting for book two or three or whatever. And then I'm just like immediate fangirl. Like, what are you talking about? Like, All professionalism oh, I gone. I yes. ending of well, that book. And like, I'm not going to ruin it for Liz, but the ending, I was like. Yeah. That's how you do an ending. Shows the toxic cycles of rela- relationship. Like, this is a toxic dark romance, but like doing more than that with this book. It's not just your typical like toxic romance to me. Yeah, it doesn't glorify it. I think that's the thing. And it's the ending Mm -hmm. was just, it was, it's one that you, it makes you really want to sit with the story. I like could not stop thinking about it for several days afterwards, which does not always happen to me, even when I do really like a book. So Mm -hmm. some questions to ask you about editing that Liz and I came up with and more might come, but Liz, do you want to start? Well, we'll start with like how we know each other. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How did, Tay, in your words, how did we all meet? Um, We met on Discord slash Instagram, I guess. I mean, I would say Discord yeah. um, through Mer's Discord community. So I guess, what do you call it? The the heathen hallway or something? Um, yes, so it changes, all, but we're heathens. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can never keep up. We're all in the Discord group there, um, and we are all writers. So I think we kind of just started chatting about how broken all of our brains are in similar ways and just kind of went from there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, camaraderie was needed (laughs) yes yeah Yeah. I think specifically Tay and I first started talking I think I was just like randomly in an anxious fit of like let's just send people my google doc and I'll freak out about it later so I think that's what I did to (laughs) you Taylor and um we because we were talking about how we have a really hard time like sharing that with people that we don't know that well when Mm -hmm. we first met um which, like, I kind of just want to do that now. Like, I want to send my doc to someone I don't know and just be like, I know it's all kind of in pieces, but, like, what does this sound like to you? That's, yeah, well, I'll come back to that in a second. But I think the very first time that we actually talked was literally, um, I don't remember what it was, but Cass messaged me and was like, can you go tell Liz how to do this thing on Instagram? And I, like, sent you a oh. recording of something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that could be totally accurate. I have a terrible memory. Oh, I was just going off. <laughs> because Cass has an Android, and so she was like, I need somebody with an iPhone to come help Liz. Like- <laughs> <laughs> 
Liz makes friends because uh, Liz is um, settings inept. Like I, I am such an idiot when it comes to like Discord. I always struggle. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like the old lady who doesn't know what's yeah. happening. I'm like, so how do I italicize? Same, same. Oh, I but- don't even know like what our first interaction was, Taylor. I have no idea. I don't either. Probably something it just like happens. Whip, yeah, probably something like whip snippets thread or something. I'm sure that you shared something. And I was like, oh, that's how I meet most people. I feel like followed you on Instagram before I joined Discord, though. I'm pretty oh. sure, but like through Mers, like probably yeah. through like a Mers post something, and I like just was like, oh, follow Bookstagram person. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Is that how is that how you got onto Bookstagram Tay? Was that through MERS or was that through somebody else? No, that was through MERS. Um so it was kind of like a weird way. So she just kept coming up on my like for you page um with her reels and everything. And I was like, I've literally not read any of these books that she's talking about. Um so I don't get these. But then she started posting about how she was writing, and I was like, Oh, I've been wanting to get back into writing too. So like, you know, I'll follow her. Um, and see like what kind of stuff she posts. And then she posted that she was starting um, a Discord like writing group. And I was like, oh, cool. And so I joined that because I wanted to be able to talk to other writers, um, <laughs> which Mers always, we always laugh because we've met in person now twice. Um, but the first time when we met, we really hadn't talked to each other very much like at all. Um, like sh- she had DM'd with a bunch of the other people we were with and I had DM'd with a bunch of them, but I'm like, I was really here to just make friends with everybody else in the group. And like, where's the fact that I like you is just a bonus. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, I was just like, um, really trying to find a writing community. So it, it worked out. It's a little bit of a mess, but you know what? <laughs> it works. Aren't we all it darling? <laughs> yeah, it is a bit of a mess, but it's wonderful mess. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is the most close-knit mess I have ever been a part of. Because I could hop on at, like, 5 a.m. and be like, what do you think? And someone's on. Like, yeah, like, what do you think the life cycle of a fucking plant is? And someone would be like, four to six months. <laughs> or, like, me messaging you guys the other day, like, hey, if you punctured someone's lung, would they cough up blood? a lung. I was so, like, I felt so cool to be a part of that. Like, when I saw it was me and Brie, I was like, she's not just asking Brie. I get to be included. <laughs> Love it. Oh my and God. I was like, and I even know the answer. Yes. So anybody that needs, yeah. um, you know, lung and or puncturing information, yeah. contact Brie and Liz. Most of the time, it's keep whatever's punctured you in because it's keeping you from bleeding out. So it's keeping don't you pull alive. it out. Oh my god! Every yeah. time I'm watching a show or a movie and someone gets stabbed and then they like pull it out, I'm like, no! Yeah, like, the blood just what like, are you splatters. Doing? <laughs> yeah, like two on. There's been like waves of like groups of people joining, which is like interesting to watch because I think, I think like when and it was like a third or so wave of like people don't you feel like that like all of a sudden we'll get like chunks of like three or four new people joining yeah yeah like you guys were new for a while um and now I guess you're old uh (laughs) but yeah I'm like (laughs) I used to be way more in the discord but I'm like I'm absent now because I'm doing so many other things but I will pop in occasionally and be like oh I don't know any of these people but hello (laughs) whereas before it was like 
I, I knew everybody and would be in there all the time, but I think I still talk to a yeah. lot of people in there, like literally every day. It's just on Instagram or even texting or anything. Now there's just so many people and yeah. sure. unless Lots I'm on Instagram. sitting there yeah. like participating in the whole conversation. I just like get lost. <laughs> all right. Well, we kind of answered this earlier when we were talking, but how did you get into editing? I know you said it was like with Cass, Betrayer mm-hmm. of Blood kind of situation, but like before that, like, what is your kind of like background in editing? So basically, I've never done it professionally, but I've done a lot of writing and editing for my jobs. Um, I work in sports. And so I've done, I've had to write copy and edit things for like presentations or like radio or TV commercials, um, websites, I used to write for a newspaper. So I've done a lot of different types of writing and editing. Um, but I've never done explicitly editing as a business. So it was one of those things that I'd never really thought that much about. I just kind of fell into it, but it is like writing. I've always loved writing and I've always been, you know, fairly good at writing. And then same with editing. It just was never something I really thought about pursuing in any way other than how I use it in my everyday like job. That's always one of those things where people are like, oh, we have to write a thing or like write an email or newsletter or something like Taylor can do it. And I'm like, cool. But I never really thought about that as being something I could do for work, really, even though that is for work, if that makes sense. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like you never oh, thought you were cool. going to make a whole ass job out of it? No. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Nope. <laughs> Possibility now. I would love to. Yeah. And what do you love most about the editing process? I think I think I probably, I did touch on this earlier, but definitely the collaborating part. Um, obviously I love reading or I wouldn't be in this community at all anyway, but I love the part where I get to talk to the author about their vision of how they, you know, want the characters to come across and like tell them what I'm seeing and like where I think they're going. And like, we can kind of just bounce ideas off of each other and just getting to, like I said, share my fan theories basically. And then sometimes those get to go in the book. Um, Sometimes they don't, but then I'm like, you know what? I'll save it for my fan fiction of this later. It's really fun to get to talk to an author about their writing. And I think it's one of those things too. I think that's how I got to be such good friends with so many people in the discord is that it's like when you're sharing inside of your brain like that with people by like sharing your writing and talking about it with each other, you just, it's instantly like you kind of have to be pretty intimate with somebody emotionally because they've literally been inside of your brain so it's just it's the it feels so vulnerable friends. yeah yeah so vulnerable <laughs> i just love it's that way you describe that. yeah yeah that today because i was talking to some of my friends that i was with all weekend and like my best friends but they don't know much about like my writing life or like even that I'm like doing this podcast and it came up that I was doing this because my boyfriend was talking about it and I was like I don't I compartmentalize shit in my life so I was like (laughs) they don't need to know about this it's all good like you know it's fine and they're like what are you talking about what's the name of it and they're asking me the name of it and like they were literally on Apple, like looking it up, trying to find it. And I was like, I'm not telling you the name of this. Like this, you can find it on your own. And like, <laughs> it's just funny. But uh, my mom tried to do the same thing. And I was like, you don't need to know what I discuss on this podcast. It's not even it's not that I'm embarrassed about it. I just know my mom would be embarrassed about it. Like she would be like, Elizabeth Marie. Yeah. Instagram account is my personal Instagram account, so I'm just all out there. And I get, I love that. (laughs) 
but I also like mine's I'm not, like, super explicit or anything on mine like it's not like my yeah. brand is to only discuss smut but like I definitely mm -hmm. see when people in my real life are like viewing my stories and I'm like they're probably like god can she shut the fuck up already about books we get it <laughs> literate like <laughs> I know I <laughs> why is she talking about books so much but it just brings up the point of like i'm vulnerable with those friends in different ways and it's just interesting how like but handing this like very vulnerable piece of me which is our writing right as writers to i'm strangers but yet feeling like sort of connected to them in a different way because like that is vulnerable so then you are automatically build this sort of like bond together like mm -hmm. oh yeah, exactly. Well, and that's like, I was terrified to have my real Instagram be my bookstagram. Um, but since I knew that I was going to be publishing a book, I was like, well, you know what, like, yeah, this will be a little... right. And so I'm like, I've been pleasantly surprised at the Mine as well that I don't talk to often um, that have messaged me or like said something to my parents when they've seen them of like, I'm so excited to read Taylor's book. And I'm like, I can't believe that my like fifth grade teacher has decided he wants to read like 300 and something pages of the inside of my brain, like 25 years after I like saw him last or something like that is insane <laughs> and so flattering and also terrifying. <laughs> but like, it's, it's kind of like that double-sided coin of you're like, oh, I bet people yeah. are talking shit about me, like posting so much on social media or whatever. But then also you get the people that are like, yeah, they were talking about you, but it was something so nice and you never would have guessed that. Yeah. So what is, Please. this is the question I was actually pretty curious about Taylor. So what is something that you think everyone should know about the editing process, whether that's like how early in advance they should book your services or just like something that you don't think a lot of people know that yeah, you're I like, think, this would be very helpful um, if you did know. I would say twofold. And I did touch on this a little bit earlier, so not to be like repetitive, but um, I think the point of editing is not to change somebody's voice. And so if an editor says like, you know, rephrase it to this, but they're not like, this is technically wrong. You can just say no. You don't have to accept everybody's yeah. edits, especially if they're stylistic. If you're like, I feel really strongly that this is how this was supposed to be said in my book, your book, do it. So I think that's one of those things that people don't think about as much because they're like, I'm paying this person to edit yeah. for me. And like, I just have to do everything they say. You don't. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, would I love everybody to just do everything I said all the time in life? Yes. But that's not, <laughs> that's not I'm not writing your book. <laughs> And then I think yeah. also um, if you're writing fantasy, mm -hmm. which I feel like a lot of people in our community are, um, then it is super helpful to share any and all of your notes um, with your editor um, or even like beta readers or anybody in general. Like um, Cass and Merz both, both did this for me. Like they put a whole like index at the start of their books of like, this is what the world's called. Like this is... Um, you know, this person and they're related to this person or whatever. And so it made it so much easier to just go back up and reference and be like, right, okay, cool. So I didn't have to comment on something in the Google Doc and be like, what is this? I could just go back and reference and then be like, okay, cool. So that kind of stuff just saves time um, when you just consider that there's context for things that you know inside your head, but other people might not yet, just giving them any and all of that so that they can reference it. Yeah. Sure. Do you like people to contact you like during that editing process? Like, are you wanting like the draft finished and that's when you're wanting people to like get a hold of you and, and start working with you? Yeah. So 
I would say um, the ideal time for having somebody go through and do editing, even if it's like the comprehensive, including plot and everything, would be when you're at the point where you're like, this has gone through alphas, it's gone through betas, it's gone through my rewrites, um, you know, I don't have anything else to do to it. Then you have an editor go through. And that way you're not like going back and forth with, you know, you're editing something and then they're like, actually, no, I changed my mind <laughs> because then it's just kind of hard to keep track of all the different plot lines in your head. If you're rereading different versions of something, um, which yeah. can be tricky. And also I'm like, I know mm -hmm. that's going to be my problem when I'm getting somebody to edit my work is that I'm sure that I'm going to be like, there's always something I could do to make it better. But it's like, once you've given it to somebody else let go of it and then like you can make the changes afterwards so that's the way that i do it is i read through once and then i make you know comments and edits on everything as i see it and then i'll usually give the author like a doc with all of my thoughts and like ideas and questions and we can discuss it like via email or dm or we can have a video call yeah. or whatever works and then like brainstorm for that stuff. And then they take everything that they want from what we've talked about and what I noted, and they do all their edits and rewrites from that. And then once they've done that, mm -hmm. I go back through and do my like final read through where I re read the revised portions extra carefully and then pick up any like grammar or punctuation things that I might've missed the first time and just make sure that it flows basically um, all the way through yeah. once everything's been changed. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> for Shay's book for Shattered Hearts, I literally read that book in a day and a half um, the first time. And <laughs> yeah, I read it in a day and a half and then she turned her edits back around to me super fast. It was probably like two or three days. Um, and then I basically took another two days to go back through the final read through, but it can, and like, to be fair, that's a contemporary setting. So there's a lot less of those like world building, like lore continuity things to be discussing than there are with something like Betrayer of Blood or Hellfire. Um, so those took a little bit longer um, and everybody's style is a little bit different too. So, you know, if you're, if one of the things that you're changing in a fantasy is a lore based thing, then you probably have a lot of different places where you have to go back and change how that ties into things. It's not just as simple as like, find and replace this game. So <laughs> it's a lot it more was. like- yeah. <laughs> feel that. Things. <laughs> yeah, I've already- and I'm like only like halfway done with my like first draft where I like change something. I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to go through every single chapter and figure out where I wrote about this. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's 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 a lot. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what your book is called, Taylor. <laughs> it's called Chemical Civility. OK. And I want you to give me. Um, so I would like for you, Taylor, in five words or less. To tell, oh, to geez. summarize your book, since you it's love synopsis. I'm gonna read your so synopses too. Synopses. So. <laughs> synopses. Okay. Um, I guess if we're thinking just like adjectives wise, um, it is historical. It is also science fiction. So I guess that's three words. Um, I think it's funny. Yeah, we'll go two. Okay. I, yeah, I think it's funny, and then. I would say maybe car. I liked the word that car used when she read it. She said it was fanciful. <laughs> Ooh. Wait, what a word. Fanciful. So historical. That's mm -hmm. accurate. Yeah. Historical that's and accurate. science fiction. Fanciful. 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 So 
it's a fanciful some comedy in it which i already noticed by like what we I, read but like <laughs> i love it uh, yeah <laughs> i'm like my characters are very sarcastic i didn't plan for them to all be funny um which sounds like such a weird flex of like i'm just so funny by accident um but you know sometimes you just really have no control and you're like, yeah. We know and how the writing process goes. Sometimes it's just accurate. answer in my head and I'm like, haha, and I'm typing it out and I'm like, oh, I guess, I guess they're like that now. <laughs> yeah. And this, it's like the same humor you have, which yeah. I think you are like a very witty, like snappy person. Like you just say shit yeah. and it has me like chortling. And I can't even think of an example, but it's like, it's, it's like that dry witty humor and it's my favorite i love a good dry humor joke so i was on your instagram stalking you today which is not i get it i've been on your instagram (laughs) stalking you so you know um and i saw that you had like i think you guess this was like from your post about getting beta readers for Mm -hmm. it or alpha or yeah something like that yeah um which um I have to fill out the document. Um, but you had listed like six words that you used to describe it. It was like historical fiction, science fiction, sarcasm, suspense, coming of age stories, and adventure. And I like all of those. Like that sounds like a age story. Like that is always something I want to read. Like mm-hmm. no matter what age I am. Like I love them. Yes. Yeah. I'm like Would you put this in adult or like YA? So it's adult. I that's the thing that I like am struggling with. I'm like, I can't wait for people to read it and then tell me what it is. Um, but I feel like it's adult because even though there's no smut in it, it is it there's a lot of adult themes and there's it gets it gets dark. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So biscuit. Well, I feel like it's probably adult. Um but I also think that like, you know, teenagers could read it and everything, but it's it's like very adult themed. Um, Charlotte, the main character is 20, um, but she is 20 in 1853. So I think that there's kind of some different implications. Well, before we ask you a few more questions, but I want to read the synopsis of your book because it's also kind of a plug for your business because obviously Taylor wrote this. My guess is Taylor wrote this. (laughs) I did. It's so much easier to write synopsis to other people though. I would just like to say I felt so much pressure writing one for myself. I'm like, why is it so much easier to talk about other people's books? Yeah. It's always like who who edits for the editor, <laughs> yeah. you know, the who therapizes boss, yeah. the therapist. Yeah. So, yeah, this is the synopsis for yeah. Chemical Civility by Taylor Robin- Robinson. Yeah. Wait, Robinson? Okay. <laughs> by Taylor <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> Tay Rob in our world. So, yes. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, civility. In 53, and Charlotte and her fiancé are forced apart for her safety when they learn that someone is after... The valuable research left behind by her deceased father. He's made a discovery that could save or destroy millions of lives, depending on who wields it, and with the threat of civil war looming, tensions are high. While making her escape, Charlotte stumbles into an even more dangerous situation, out of the crossfire and into the sights of the very man she's fleeing from. She gets sucked into his world, and as she learns more about him and his relationship with her fiancé and her father, her entire belief system is called into question. Yeah. You've described this a couple times as, like, there's some, like, chemical warfare going on. That's not a spoiler, right? That's No, it's not a spoiler. Yes. Um, (laughs) Because it's in the name, but I, like, didn't want to, like, you know... I can't yeah, right? who knows <laughs> yes yeah there is um biological warfare happening basically so it's like yeah 
I tried to make it, you know, I, I'm like historically accurate. You guys might not remember this happening. No, it's like I tried to make parts yeah. of it as historically accurate as possible, but it is definitely like an alternate reality kind of thing. Like this, to my knowledge, did not exist or happen, but it is. Um, but I love where the sci-fi element comes in is that it is um, biological warfare. Mm-hmm. I can love it. Like it adds a twist to like this historical fiction setting that you're creating too, you know? Yeah. A sexy yeah. twist. Ooh. And I'm interested to see how it plays out because for this episode, Tay sent us like snippets or scenes from her book. Um, and I'm very excited about them. Like uh, you said, Tay, your characters are very funny. I left a couple comments when I was reading through and I was like, <laughs> that was good. Um, and just the way you write, like we discussed earlier, your flow is really nice. And it, it definitely has yeah. that um, historical fiction kind of tone to it with the language. I'm just so yeah. excited. And oh, I can't wait to read I'm, like I'm quotes too. from I love when people are like, I can't wait to see how it ends. And I'm like, me too. Yeah, you're like, that'd be nice. I'd love to know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah same. No. What do you want to see? So- <laughs> yeah. If you were, yeah. You got know. any ideas? Yeah. <laughs> your theory about this. Yeah. Who's, uh, can we talk about side characters in your book, Tay? Okay, who's your favorite? I'm a sucker for side characters. Okay, so I need to know so, out for. who your favorite side well, character Probably Jack. And I feel like that's, yeah. Kind of, yeah, that's kind of a cop-out answer because he wasn't, he was supposed to be a very minor character, and like he still is a side character, but he was definitely one of those that you just like write into one scene, and then all of a sudden you try to go on to the next scene, and they just like show up, and they're like, "No, I'm here now." And you're like, "Oh, okay." Yep. So he kind of like made like, a larger presence um, than I had anticipated. He was originally literally just supposed to be like driving the ship around, and instead he's like, "No, I am involved, integrally involved." <laughs> So, yeah. So I would say probably him. He's like a total dick, but the like, the kind of creepy, like, you know, when somebody's like funny and, um, but in a way that you're like, I feel like there's something creepy going on behind your jokes and I don't know what it is. That's how I pictured Jack. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Perfect. Yeah, I get it from him too. Got that from yeah. him. It's one I of those weird that. things where I'm like, I know we all love villains. Um, and so he definitely has villain energy, but he's also old. Like I specifically wrote him to be old. And so I'm like, he's not hot. But I'm like writing it and I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> he's kind of hot. <laughs> get out of my head. Lynn, <laughs> what is one writing theory you have? Who will comment if you do? <laughs> if you do, <laughs> big if. um if (laughs) so i would say i mean like i said earlier i've i've been writing for a long time not necessarily writing like books um but just in general so i'm pretty confident in my ability as far as like technically writing i know that i can communicate well but the thing that i worry about is that the the symbolism, the things that I'm picturing as I'm writing the words aren't coming through in the story as much as they are in my head. Yeah. So I'm like, I know that it might sound good when someone's reading it, but are they getting all of it that I'm getting when I'm thinking of it? So I'd say that's probably Mm -hmm. the thing. Are they picking up what I'm What a goddamn That's it. That's how I look at it. Yes. (laughs) Like I've uh, put these cards on the table and what if you just pick those up maybe i want you to ask the questions that are popping up as you're reading 
I may not answer them yet, but they may just be the questions that I want my reader to have. So like, if you have a question about something, write it in the comment, because like, I want to know if that's what you're picking up or not. Like, exactly. Dregs, you know? That's why it's so hard for me to like foreshadow things, because I just want to be like, and then he snuck around by her back. Whoa, he did a tricky thing. Be intrigued by this tricky thing. I can't be like, and he disappeared into the mist. I love reading those things and picking up on them and being like, ooh, but then it's, yeah, you don't, I don't want to be too subtle and then have no one get it. But then I also don't want to be like, plug you over the head, like, notice this, because then that defeats the purpose. If you're writing a series, which is Chemical Civility a series or is it a standalone novel? It is not planned to be a series. I am 99. Okay. I'm not 100% positive to be a standalone. Um, We'll see because there is another story I could write after it, but I don't want to do that unless I feel like I could really do it justice. And at this point, I don't see how I would, but that could change in several years or something. So I don't want to say not ever, but it's planned to be a standalone. (laughs) Don't put that on me. Foreshadowing, like, is difficult too when you're writing a series though because like yeah that's half a series like mm-hmm. i do that's planned for like five books like there's shit that i'm trying to lay down in book one that is not ever going to be touched on until like book four or five so it's like but it's hard to do that when you haven't even written those so you don't even know how it's going to unfold i mean out of the book series that i really like like think about whatever you want about game of thrones but game oh, of thrones yeah. or like yeah obviously sj mass books but like Potter, like we can talk about Harry Potter, but like there's so many late in the later books to the first books, and that is what is fun for me when reading yes. a series. When I'm like, oh my god, they put this like the the author snuck this, and there's no way that was by chance. Totally went over my head as a reader when I read it the first time, but I'm reading this now in like book seven or book four, or whatever, and I'm like, holy shit! Like remembering that part where it's mentioned, and you're like connecting all these dots questions that they're just never going to answer and you as a reader want it answered so badly but that's like part of the game right like yeah. part of the yeah i think a great example of this is an akatar with thera's dresser thera's dresser like it's very briefly mentioned in book one or, th- or it's not like a super important detail right it's just her fucking dresser that she painted because she's poor and sad like <laughs> it wasn't a big thing and then like you look back and it's like ah! I see. I see what you did, Sarah J. I see it. <laughs> like full backstories of like a lot of the characters that are mentioned in it, mm-hmm. but you don't really get their full backstory. Like you kind of have to like dig deep to like pull pieces together that give you that backstory. But in SJ Mass does it. Like Sarah Mass does it too. But like sister, like there's so many questions like that we have about them that I have a feeling we're never gonna have answers to. Like. I love that as a reader. Like yeah. big a person for world building and I know that's not everyone's like niche, but like how do you break <laughs> how do you bake bread? Do you have wheat yeah. in your fantasy world? Huh? Like what do you what plants do you what use? What's common to you? Like, do you just flounder? have like a version like, of wheat? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could like if if Sarah J wanted to do a whole in, like encyclopedia into I'm in her books, I'd yeah. be like, let's go. <laughs> Oh, it works. But that's, yeah, that's something too, that it's like, it's hard. So all the books that I've edited have been the first in a series. 
And so it's like, I would go as I was reading it and like writing down questions and stuff to like revisit later in a doc. And sometimes I'd go back and be like, okay, this got answered. But then sometimes it's like, okay, so like I have this question and I don't know if it's because it's going to be answered in a later book or because you forgot to answer it or like what's going on. Um, and then it's like the other side of the coin for me intending my book to be a standalone. There's like a lot of threads going on and like mystery elements. And I'm like, do all of these need to be answered? And then I'm kind of like, well, yeah, probably. But then at the same time, like in real life, you just you don't just like get the answers to everything. And I'm, so it's kind of trying to figure out the right balance to stuff. Oh, totally. Well, since we're on the discussion of your book, we should talk about the snippets you sent us because they were delightful. And I have yeah, my quote go ready. I'm very excited. <gasps> okay, let's go. <laughs> okay, so in this scene, the main character got one of those stupid, gross sexual comments made towards her about like what women are good for. Um, and this man is in trouble for making that comment and he's not allowed to speak or look at her. Um, so she's like, why the fuck can't you talk to me? That seems ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so he apologizes. To apologize and by this is that Darwin. <laughs> Yeah, or he's allowed. He's allowed to apologize. Let me correct myself. Yeah. Okay. Let's see how many times I stutter. <clears throat> I apologize. I was crude and should have never spoken to a lady of your standing in such a manner. It won't happen again. She was a bit puzzled by the your standing comment, but before she could inquire if it had anything to do with being claimed again, Darwin moved quick as a striking snake. He had drawn his blade, which appeared to have been wrapped in a handkerchief instead of sheathed, strangely, almost as if it was the start of some type of magic trick. He lopped off Harry's good hand in one swoop, slicing through bone and tendon alike like butter, er, slicing through bone and tendon like butter. Harry stared wide-eyed, in shock as a pool of viscerous near-black blood spread across the table and dripped off the side. The hand looked absurd lying there, unattached, and its owner's eyes rolled back in his head as he slumped in his chair unconscious. Charlotte screamed, horrified, and the two remaining men looked up at her as if to see what the problem was. Why would you do that? He did exactly as you asked of him. Darwin merely shrugged and reached across Harry's slumped form, for the man's half-eaten biscuit, as if the blood flowing around the plate wasn't even there. The disembodied hand already looked strangely gray, making a very macabre centerpiece. It is as you said, princess. I am a liar. He took a big bite of the biscuit. Jack nodded as if this made complete sense. Harry began to twitch disturbingly. You are disgusting. You claim I deserve respect, that vulgarity has no place in front of a lady, and then you dismember someone in front of me? How dare you explain this as being any better? She was outraged, and his calm demeanor was only winding her up even more. The difference is pretty obvious. You are here as my guest, so I get to decide how you are treated and not treated. Not this one-handed bastard. Not you. No one else. Me. I, yeah, I had highlighted the piece of Darwin when he stabs his hand the first time. <laughs> at him. People are like, this? And this I love that like, part. Oh, violent. <laughs> uh, I want it because it's like, I have something else I want to read. But like, 
I thought about it. I just love it when he's like so calm in the end of it after he stabs him. Anyway, I'm actually going to read a little portion that's from, uh, I think, a snippet on Taylor's. Uh, I had read it when you first posted it and loved it. Um, and then, but there are two little snippets. And something that Taylor does very well is just, I feel like it's like, I want to say poetic writing because I feel like that's like an overused way of like saying that someone writes well, but like very simplified, but like in a beautiful way. Does that make sense? Oh, thank you. <laughs> like I'm not going to argue. <laughs> like when that. you're reading her writing. Yeah. It's like not descriptive. <laughs> it's like to the point, but it's like beautifully written. Well, it, it totally fits yeah. with the era, right? Like even though charlotte is a pretty independent woman she still sees the societal standards that are expected of her in the 1800s which is like she knows she's getting married but it's not like a it doesn't it's not, not a love match, a love or match. Least, no. it doesn't it doesn't yeah. sound like one um yeah yeah um there's a few things yeah so like she is she, I, like i like the way she speaks i think it's um appropriate for the time you know she's not yeah. going around being like you're a dickhead because no, 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 no. that's not how she would have no. spoken like it bothers me when something claims it's a historical fiction and then you see words in there that yeah. are clearly modern time and it's like they wouldn't yeah that's not how language works and like the amount of times that i google something because i'm like did they say this back then? Like the other day I was like, okay, so somebody's having a sense of deja vu. Look it up. Word didn't exist then. Like <laughs> things yeah. like that. Where Good point. Like, I don't think of it when I'm writing it, but then I'm like, I don't know. I kind of have a yeah. weird vibe about this. And I'll look it up and they're like, yeah, no, that, that phrase didn't exist until the 1900s. And I'm like, well, fuck. Okay. I guess I'll come up with a different way to say it then. Yeah. And I'm I like, know. is anyone else going to look that <laughs> well, up? Fuck, Maybe not. Fuck a duck. But will it bother me? Yes. <laughs> Well, language is always this evolving, like thriving thing. And linguistics on its own is super interesting. But like, again, that will take us way off track. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I want it to feel like it could have happened then. But then at the same time, I don't want to use such accurate language that you're like, this is illegible. Because I feel like that's why a lot of yeah. people don't necessarily like historical fiction because they're like, mm -hmm. I literally have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. And I'm like, I want you to know what they're talking about. No one wants to read stuff that's like, <laughs> shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Right. Like, I yeah. love Shakespeare, but like, I know everybody else doesn't. So I'm like, how can we make this so it has the vibe, but you still <laughs> understand? Yeah. I think both of you described what I was trying to say about Taylor's writing so much better because like, yes, it's like set. It's like this like beautiful. It's like makes sense in the historical setting you have, like the way you write, but it's not you're not filling in with all of this like unnecessary lang language that the reader doesn't need and is just kind of like pretty, you know? <laughs> yes. There to make it, it is look so pretty. pretty. It just is pretty. <laughs> I think pretty is an apt description. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to read two little snippets that will prove this to everybody listening to this. But okay, the first. A menagerie of small crystalline animals lined the mantle and reflected tiny rainbows onto the vaulted ceiling, courtesy of the sunlight streaming in through the bay window. Beautiful but 
superflu- <laughs> superfluous. <laughs> superfluous? Um, one could quite literally look right through them. Charlotte knew how they felt. So beautiful. I love that snippet. Thank you. Also, I do love the name Charlotte. It's just so pretty. Me too. Yeah. No, I always um, was like, yeah, um, if I were going to have a daughter, I would name her Charlotte and call her Charlie. And then I was like, you know what? Here we go. <laughs> this is my dream. <laughs> I I always think of um, the Phantom of the Opera. Yes. And it's like oh, Carlotta mm-hmm. and like Lottie. Yeah. When I hear yeah. Charlotte. Yeah. Here's the next one. It's also beautiful. (laughs) That was the advantage of pretty things, Charlotte mused. People tended to dismiss them as purely decorative, but they were as sharp as anything else once they were broken. Snatched a crystal deer figurine from the mantle, holding it tightly in her fist as she smashed its head against the stone fireplace to create edge. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So good. So this is like the yes, first quote bitch. I read is from chapter two, and the second quote I read is from chapter twenty. Yeah. So I just love that like parallel that you did with that too. I. But. I am obsessed with parallels, and that's I'm a like, little Easter that's egg. Thing to do <laughs> editing too, when I'll like get all the way through somebody's book, and then I'll be like, "You could add this in here because then it comes back here," and you're like, "Woo!" And they're like, literally, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, I love shit like that where, yes. like, minor details come back important as yeah, fuck later. Dots, right? Like, super. Yeah, I probably, I'm like, I'll probably need to cut some of those out when I go to edit my own book. Yeah. Don't you dare. Shut I'm up, like, Tay. I love the parallels. I'm a whore for it. Same. And you put as many as you want in there. And you know what? If you delete any, you better fucking send them to me because I love Easter eggs. I'm trying to, like, I have a couple written down of just, like, they're not even in my whip. They're just, like, written in a journal of, like, maybe I could do something with this really minor, like, oh, I have necklace or something. <laughs> I have so many random ones. Uh, yeah. Which, no, Taylor, you'll just help me with later. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna end up I'm so excited about this. I love Easter eggs. We're going to end up reading each other's books, and it's going to be like, yeah, a butterfly went by, and then we're going to be like, what does it mean? And it's like... Nothing, but we're all like, is that it? Is that it? What does a butterfly mean? But no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So the FMK for this week is going to be a little short. It's not the normal three that we have, but it's going to be Nova, Vlad, and Nova and Vlad are from Betrayer of Blood. And Ronan, thank you, Bree, is yeah. from um, the main so series. So I would kill Ronan, fuck Vlad, and marry Nova. I- I say with certainty. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I'm not sure, but that's why. Are you sure Ronan wouldn't kill yeah. you first? Hey. <laughs> I so love. I like the confidence I though. Had mixed Ronan thoughts, but I still love him. I also had mixed thoughts. Liz and I have talked about our our mixed yeah. Ronan thoughts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, give me mm-hmm. give me your FMK, Brie. Ooh. Tell me something I don't know. I'll fuck Ronan and kill Vlad. Ooh. Vlad. But I can't kill Nova because I just love Nova too. Love You're going to kill Vlad? Such a good character. I'm going to take I'm going to take Taylor's route and I'm going to kill Ronan <laughs> because like he he get a little crazy. Uh I feel like yeah. I could be annoying one day and he might just snap. Um and like those days are pretty close in succession to each other 
Um, mm. I'd fuck Nova because who wouldn't? And then maybe marry Vlad because I feel like Vlad's like got he could I take know, care I of me. With that. He a rich man. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I almost answered. I almost just almost just said I would marry Art. And he's not even on the list, but I would marry Art. <laughs> yeah, I loved Art. <laughs> yeah. See, I even deleted Bo from the list, uh, which made me, you know, sad because mm-hmm. I would. Were you as connected to Bo as everybody else was, Taylor? Um, or, I liked yeah. Bo, but Art was my number one the whole time, which was funny because I love when people when I'm like reading people. I think Bree, like, you said the I same thing. Person, and then Cass is like, "I knew you were going to be an art girl," and I'm like, "What does that mean?" Like, <laughs> And maybe this shows. <laughs> I knew like, you were going to be a sprinkles guy, issues, but like I loved Dom till obviously he started, you know, showing signs of shit, dude. At first, yeah, when I when they were first, she got me so good with that. When I was like, oh my god, he's not a bad guy at all. Like he's so cute. Oh my god, I was like, maybe it'll be a threesome <laughs> yeah. situation. I feel bad, for and then it first. was not. Um, and then we started being kind of a douche. I was like, meh. But yeah. I, I, I'm, my oh. problem is that I always end up being like, oh, I'm rooting for their friend that has a crush that never, you know, never works out or whatever. And then, yeah, and then I was like, this is a little extreme, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he was just like, he was like oh, what if I make like, you my over, mate yeah. by force? Yeah. Game over, Dom. Dom. You're out. Thank you so much, Taylor. <sighs> Well, I, I had a fantastic did, time did with you lovely guys? ladies. Did we yeah. do all the things? So I feel like we, we did most about, of the things. Which probably means we'll just have you on again in like 10 episodes. And- <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, yeah. Like, I am always like- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. There's never enough so time in the day. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to uh, plug all of your things, Taylor? Get yourself that self-promo? If you are looking for editing services or information on that, I am www.tailoredtext.com. And then uh, my Instagram is at tay.r.rob. And I am working on my novel, which we talked about, Chemically, chemically I don't know the name of my own book, Chemical Civility, which is going to come out <laughs> later this year. Um, and then also a children's book, which is going to come out later this year. So. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited for it. What's the Woo! children's book called? Oh, it's called Stew the Blue Porcupine. <laughs> it's so cute. If you look on Taylor's Instagram, you'll find some art for that. Yeah, I'm working with um, Barb at Stumpy Goat for it, and it's so fun. I, but I wrote it when I was in 10th grade, actually, for a school assignment for my writing for publication class in high school. Um, and then now, you know, 15 years later, I have decided to publish it, so... Yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. Well, this has been an um, uh, very educational episode because I feel like I didn't know that much about editing before this. I had a great time. P. So I will see you ladies later. Thank you for listening to the pod. Bye, Liz. Bye, Bree. Bye.